So how many photos did you send to that BBC presenter? Hello and welcome back to episode six. I'm Lewis Reeves. This is Joanna Ball. Right. I thought you were going to be a mime then. <laughs> not say anything. <laughs> the whole episode. I'm just like tugging. <laughs> but I just realised I'm doing a podcast. <laughs> I just did some world class miming. Yeah, it was world class. I did a little uh, picking the lock. I always like the like. Away. Oh, heavy! Oh, look how heavy it is. <laughs> Those sounds, I think, over the audio ways will sound <laughs> like dubious. Yeah, you are lifting something very heavy indeed. Very heavy. Are you all right? Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm good. For anyone that doesn't know, we've not actually seen each other for two weeks. For a while, we've got a few episodes backed up, so. I feel nervous again. I'm nervous. I got that again. Yeah, I feel I feel very much here. Yeah. I'm not I'm we not grounded. We need to lower. We need yeah. to ground it. Well, I did take my trainers off again. Yeah, maybe I'll take my take shoes off. Take yours off. It's better. Because I've got Crocs <coughs> and socks on. I don't mind it. Okay. I know I've got a lot of friends that aren't aren't Crocs people. Laura, your mate, when I came, when we did the episode at yours last week. Yeah. She obviously had a lot of funny energy because she was about to go do yeah, a show. Yeah, big event. And <laughs> she was so excited. And then she saw my Crocs and she went, they're fucking horrendous. <laughs> Don't hold back, Laura. Um, <laughs> she's not wrong, to be fair. No, she'll say it how it is. What's been going on then? Loads of things. I say that every week, but it truly has. Yeah, it's been, been a busy festivals, one. done a moon night, I've had work. So it was a moon night? You know, like we had a big moon, didn't we? We had the buck moon. What is a buck moon? A massive superpower like it was pink and orange. It was seen all around the world. Look, yeah, because my kids have gone. I know that this is this is probably was what the start of like my interest in these type of things were because I'd notice an astronomical difference in my kids when they'd be like a full moon in terms of like their teething or their attitude. I or like this. Say, their teeth change into vampire <laughs> yeah, teeth. Yeah. I think they turn into wolves. Basically, <laughs> the baby was <a> werewolf. <laughs> Then you start to see patterns. You're like, there, there's like a. I was like, there's a science here that I'm neglecting. The so I'm, moon. I'm on, I'm on board. Well, you should be because that is. You like science, and that is science. We are tied into the moon. Look at the tides. That's basic. Yeah. Mating we are. Patterns. We are made of molecules. We're made of the same things as everything else is made from. We're not actually. So I revoke that. We're all but made from I know molecules. what I'm trying to say. We're all carbon-based yeah. life forms. Yeah, of course we're going to be the heart of stars. Energy. In the words of Brian Cox, that's what he says. Oh, it's true though. Yeah, we're like walking on this planet. What makes us so naive to think that we aren't tied into the astronomical? That's the wrong word, isn't it? Astrological. Astrology. That. Astro that <laughs> stars and shit. Stars and shit. Yeah. It's all tied in. Yeah. But that moon was massive. Look, it made BBC News, Lewis. <laughs> it's not <laughs> the only thing. <laughs> it's not the only thing this week. There's, a few, there's a few moons making the BBC News. <laughs> I just want to say, I think it's bloody disgusting what's going on. Uh, look, um, do you know what's going to happen, Lewis? And I'm going to call it now. I'm going to say now, mm. this is the tip. The tip of the iceberg mm -hmm. of stuff that is going to unravel going forward now. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, you fucking hippie. It is, though. What do you mean? It's, it's all just gonna... the same old shit. It's yeah, the same, it's the same Orwellian old... circus yeah. that is there to it distract is. us. I know, yeah. but we are riddled with it. 
I've heard your riddle with it. <laughs> Shut up. I so, told you I'm getting that taken care of. I've got cream and everything. You need more than cream, let me tell you that. <laughs> Just for the stench. Oh, no. Need some Febreze in here. No, I'm sorry. That's probably I'm sorry. my feet, if I'm honest. Oh, that's what it is. <laughs> it's it's well. heavy cheese as well, so yeah. <laughs> sorry. Uh, <sighs> you think it's just the t- I actually think it's um, people are wanting to expose this shit Lewis well on the same oh, day that this um, that this uh, news story broke out it was the same day that Boris Johnson's oh, yeah, WhatsApp always... um, the Covid allegations all that got released Look, it into is, that inquiry I don't doubt that either if I'm honest <clears throat> I told you last time there's got... alternative realities going on all over the shop and there's mm. higher powers now all involved in all the tea and it's always a cover up for something that's going there was a massive case in lockdown of regarding Hillary Clinton I won't go into it it's long and deep and cavernous I won't go into it you guys wouldn't understand I'm pretty sure <laughs> it's too much it's too you, look, I'd explain it to you like you'd go Joe what is that you're so clever and you'd go yeah you lot are a bunch of fucking idiots just trust me when I say I got some tea on it yeah is that how you explain yeah, every story you go something amazing happened but I can't really talk about it <laughs> yeah I don't think we're wrong in Feeling that there's other things going Always. on. It's not too tinfoil. It's this, isn't it? This, isn't it? And then oh, over the other side. Or Sorry. is that actually that's out in the limelight and then it's this going on? What is that? <laughs> I was trying to, it felt like I was doing that, but I was so much <laughs> What? <laughs> I could tell I've not seen you for a while. That Look. made me think you were some sort of. <laughs> You're holding some sort of puppet <laughs> in some weird adult pantomime. So hold on, your explanation for conspiracy theories and in living in an Orwellian state is doing a little hand puppet whilst pretending to air suck someone off. That is your breakdown. If I'm honest, that basically sums it up, let's face it. I think I know what you mean. You're talking about, it's called a Kansas City Shuffle. Is it? It's where you make, um, to put it in boxing terms, because I'm such a bloody bloke, um, it's where you make your opponent look one way. Yeah. So you're looking at the jab, Trickster. but then I come in with a hook. Yeah, oh. Or probably for your analogy, the reach around. Because <laughs> you're an absolute filth pot. People are hot on this right now, Lewis. Yeah, they are. They are. People um, want justice. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a good sentence, isn't it? They want it's justice. <laughs> um, what have I done? I've been to Germany and back. Oh, yeah. Did a bit of shooting. How is that? Not shooting people. Not shooting people. <laughs> although that's... No, don't. No. Make, actually, make fun of the Germans. <laughs> We can make fun of the Germans. Oh, fuck them. No one's no. ever sympathetic towards the Germans. <laughs> Just shoot in. Bloody. Another not, advert for Audi. Not face of Audi, are you? Oh, don't worry about up. it. Do you know every, every time? Every time that I tell someone, they go Audi. Yeah, my mum think, did. When yeah. I told her, she went, "Where is he then?" This week, I said Germany. What's he doing over there? Oh, he's the face of Audi. Audi? Can he get me a discount on that middle aisle? <laughs> People are a lot more excited by Audi than they are Audi. Yeah. Um, that was quite fun. I also went to a sound bath. Yes, I saw that. How yeah. was it? Can you tell me? It's a bit rubbish, really. Oh, oh. I think I was going there for my... You sent me a link thinking, you know, my experience that I had. Yes. 
um, my vision or whatever. And you sent me an article to Quantum Entanglement. Yeah. I want to do a bit of research on that. Yeah. So I kind of went in, and every time that I have done a bit of yoga, I've gone in, I think, with like this idea that, oh, yeah, I'm going to try and connect to that yeah. place again. Um, but basically, I had two coffees before I went in, and I just needed a shit the whole time. <laughs> Like literally touching cloth. Yeah, the whole time. And I'm trying to be like deep and spiritual. Yeah, but you're focusing on tightening your butthole in case something happens. Yeah, and I just had to leave for two poos. <laughs> and everyone's like, you did like, uh, it was like an hour of yoga and then it was like an hour of meditation and sound bath and stuff. But I don't know if it was because like the, 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 it was probably just the coffee. No, every time it was the, the coffee every time because the gong... you would have been having that charge through you as well. Yeah, exactly. And I it did... does make a difference. I, they don't, you don't always have the same experience with these things. I know, I know. They're just, you can't, and you can't recreate it, right? It's, and it's all alignment, Lo. Mm. It's all to do with where you're at in your personal life. It's to do with what's going on, you know, around you and within you. You can't expect to recreate those moments and go to like the same place every time or even... I know, but I, the I know same that round I, but different. If you know what I mean, it's, I, I don't want to stop chasing it though. No, you'll get used to sinking into a rhythm of yeah. the feeling of at least aiming for that thing. Hmm. But because you had a nice experience and it was so transformational for you and thought provoking, it becomes a little bit addictive because you're like, oh, well, what's the next bit? Or can I do it again? Oh, that yeah. was so amazing! Da 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 da. You can't chase the dragon on it. What is that? Chase the dragon. That's um, a metaphor for crack cocaine. <laughs> is it really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't chase the dragon because it's never as good as your first high. Oh, no, I didn't mean that. When was the last time you did crack, by the way? <laughs> it sounds like I've been doing it constantly. My, If anyone's got any remedies <clears throat> for a cough, please. For crack cocaine. For crack cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I tell you what I do want to bring up. Do you remember, like, last month, I was like, I'm getting these really... I'm just getting random voicemails. People, random numbers. Yeah, you numbers. had that scary man, didn't you? Who was, like, basically... Sounded like he just ended someone. I want to just play some of the voicemails that I've had in the last month. I've not made this up. It's fu- this. It's just weird. So, some on. of them are funny. Some of them are a bit scary. It's only me. I'm bored and I just thought I'd give you a call to tell you all I love you. Bye. <laughs> oh, at least she was saying she loved you. Yeah, so that's a lovely one. But who is that? Not a clue. <laughs> Sounds like something from Last of the Summer Wine, if I'm yeah. honest. <laughs> Cool, tell you I love, love you. Aww. So that's quite cute. That's quite cute. This one is hilarious. So that is the that is the waiting tone for nearly every other phone, phone operating yeah system. So they are like the amount of time that I've spent on the phone to the doctors recently is ridiculous. So I've, I hear that all oh, the cooking breakfast, whatever. What I find hilarious is now the doctor's surgery is calling me and just leaving me a 34 second voicemail of this. It's a bop. It's an absolute bop, but I'm like, I'm gonna hear this in my dreams. Yeah. So that's that one, and then they get dark. Ah, I hear that, it's I'm not fucking interested much. I'm fucking interested in fucking getting that fucking bastard and shit hole. There's a few fucking shitties in it. This can't be real. This is 100% real. 
And then it's just three How minutes. How long is it? Three minutes thirty nine seconds of me being in his pocket. A few fucking shades, that. Actually, now I think of it, it sounds like my agent. <laughs> Oh, right, so there's that one. Hold on, they get better because <laughs> they get quite menacing. This one, I think. What the fuck? Do you know what he said at the end? I've done something, didn't he? What does he say? He says I've no, done says, something. He uh, says I don't want to give it to you in a voicemail. But I'm pretty sure they've made me complicit in a murder. Yes. <laughs> Lewis, what Isn't is that? Isn't that what is going on? Have you rang that number back? No, I thought that's unknown, that one. Like, I, I, at first I was a bit scared, and now I'm just like, I'm quite interested to see no, what comes I, next. Yeah. It's giving you anxiety, hasn't it? No, I just think, I would love to know what, what that is. Yeah, I want the story. I'm sure? nosy like that. I want to know the tea. Something that happened yesterday. I don't want to give it you a voicemail. Yeah. I'm pretty sure you've chopped up a body. Yeah. Is Dharma there with you? Yeah, you know who we need to get? Who? We need to get Johanna from... The one who thinks she found Madeleine McCann, I bet she'd be able to solve it. Yes. Well, I think we need to start. We need to interview a psychic soon. So that's that's what that's basically wow. what's been going on with me. Wow. That's quite big tea, Lewis. You could be complicit in a murder for real. True player for real. But you've got an unknown number there, so I don't think you'd stand up in court. No weapon, no body. No. You ain't got a case, mate. No. <laughs> So yeah, that's the tea. That is the tea. Um, fancy a bit of celebrity endorsement? Yeah. Okay, this week we have got <laughs> Kyle Smith-Bino. Do you know him? Taskmaster. Um, you can see him in Dreamland and oh. Ghost. You ever seen oh. Ghost on the BBC? Very funny guy. Uh, apparently he's a massive fan of the podcast. And here he is talking about it. Lewis, it's Kyle. Um, sorry I missed your call. I was busy, but... Um... Yeah, you said it's about a podcast or something. Honestly, um, I'm sure it, I'm sure it'll be good or whatever. But don't you think there's enough podcasts out there? Like, do we need another one? Yeah. From you, especially. Um, I'll see what I can do, mate. But um, no promises. Hope you're good anyway. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> into that. Um, I'll see what I can do, mate. Yeah. So. That sounds promising. I don't want to get everyone excited, but it sounds like Kyle Smith-Bino is coming on the pod. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Thanks, Kyle. For the win. Thanks, mate. That's exciting. I met him in quite a cool way. Did you? I, I was yeah, doing uh, Death in Paradise for the BBC. Um, what? <laughs> I was going to do mic drop. <laughs> Death in Paradise. It's hardly working with Spielberg. That's slagging it off. I had I a lovely say. time. had a lovely time. Um but I met him in the Caribbean Ocean. Because um, he, very... I was doing the episode before him and then he was doing the episode after. And I love it. He's in Stathlet's Flats. Have you ever seen Stathlet's Yeah, of course. Fucking amazing. Obviously. Oh, I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> um, and he just like rocked up next to me, had his like shirt open in the sea, had like a cocktail. I was just like, oh, I thought I'm going to play this really cool. And then I, you know when you stand on a rock in the sea, but it's oh, really it's sharp. sharp. But I'd like locked eyes with him, so I just had to go. Oh, hi, mate. oh no! Yeah, and I had to get through a conversation whilst dying in, inside. Yeah, you know what you needed in that moment? What? Some jelly beans on your feet. Sorry, what? You need some. You need some jelly beans on your feet. As in the sweets? No, as in the shoes, the rubber shoes. I don't know what they are. Yeah, What's you that? Do. Sandals. Yeah, they're like sandals, but they're rubber. 
And they're coming back in, actually. In fact, I don't know if they ever went out, people. I like never even heard of them. Yeah, you have. Rubber shoes. Well, like Crocs? No, they're cooler than Crocs. And you can get them in all different shapes and styles. They're proper Jesus creepers. I knew you were going to say that they because proper... I nearly said it and I thought I can't say that. But then you just did it anyway. So. Oh, is that not PC? I don't know. I don't that, know anymore. That looks as to me. <laughs> um, uh, I'm wearing my sandals in the morning. I'm off to get crucified in the afternoon. <laughs> Before anyone has a go at me for that joke, God did it to him, right? And if you think about it, if he decides everything, God make me make that joke. So shame on you. You know, he is divine. He knows everything and he's everywhere. So, you know, stop picking your ass and sniffing it. Right, moving on. Oh, I need to apologise for something. So I was saying anthracite. <laughs> It's not anthracite. I know. And it's we were making fun of me. I know. Or was we? So <laughs> was I... we? We was. <laughs> <laughs> so what I was trying to say was cyanide. Yeah. What is that the poisonous thing that you can kill yourself with? Yeah. So guys, if you're trying to kill yourself, please don't use anthracite. No. Get yourself some cyanide. Cyanide. <laughs> but anyway, I, I think I spent the rest last episode saying anthracite, which yeah, is like a cold. Not... And we so were I making fun I of apolog- me for saying earthnet and it was... Ethernet. I apologise. We're a pair of bloody idiots. <laughs> and there's not a lot we can do about it. No. Right, so I'm going to say, I'm going to put this guy in the Oracle category. Definitely, definitely not a fool. Okay? okay. We are talking today about Jules Verne. What do you know about him? Absolutely zero. Should I? I think you will know about him, actually. Oh. <laughs> His famous books are uh, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Oh, I know that. Around the World in 80 oh, Days. I definitely know that. And you never shut up about Journey to the Centre of the Earth. <laughs> You're like, I cannot put it down, Reeves. Oh, my God. Speaking of that. Go on. We were on a train the other day to Soho House Festival. Can't even say it. <laughs> crowd is a different crowd. Right, but interesting. Yeah. I digress. We're on the tube. Different crowd meaning they've got money in the bag, than you. They've definitely got money. Yeah. I don't know if they're better than of me. Course of course they're not better than you. But... No one's better than anyone, Lewis. Absolutely. That's how I, if I became a millionaire, I'd definitely, I'd change. I would hate that. I would, I'd probably pay my mates... Just to be entertainment. I'd be, I, you know what I mean? It'd be like 10 grand, put that ping pong in your ball, and pop it out. <laughs> in your ball? In your ball? <laughs> in your ball. <laughs> Slice your ball open. Anyway, put that right. ping pong ball in it. You're at Soho Farm. <laughs> yeah, house no, or we are not there yet. We're on this tube. Yeah. And for some reason, it felt like it was going on and on and on forever. And I was just like, I went off into my world thinking, this feels like we're drilling to the centre of the earth. And then I was like, we are actually underground. Then I started freaking out that we were underground. I don't know if anyone else gets this when they're on a tube. And I started getting all claustrophobic. And I was like, we're travelling through soil right now, under the ground. Like, what if it just all collapsed? And then I was just like, we are travelling. This is what travelling to the centre of the earth would be like. So you freaked yourself out? Freaked myself out. I couldn't wait to get out of that tube. I literally, the doors open. I was like, Phew, get me out. Sounds like you did your mushrooms too early. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that sounds like. No, Lewis. <laughs> did you talk it out? How did you get yourself out of that? I just space? looked at Laura and Charlotte, who I was with, and I looked at them and I went, I'm having a moment. We're under the ground and I've got a bead on and we need to get out. And so we just sat there till we got to 
next station. And as soon as those doors open, I was like, see you in a minute. <laughs> I just went. I get that on planes sometimes. Oh, yeah, that's the same kind of vibe because you're just in a tube floating. Like, what? No, I can't. No. It's the feeling of not being able to leave when you want to leave. Yes. Against your free will. Yeah, I want to get out That's why I'd be now. rubbish in prison. <laughs> I, that is one of my be, honest worst nightmares. Because I would be like a criminal serial killer, but prison is sort of like not for me. So I'm no. Not, I'm not going to do it. No, don't. I'm just not going to get caught. We need to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah, mate. It's making me think things now, that bloke. I know. He's a guy to talk to. Am I right, Dino? <laughs> Am I all right? They're calling me. You've got a massive fridge over there. Is that a fridge? There's no, a washing a... machine. <laughs> no wonder you stink. You never bloody wash your clothes. What is... You've been putting your food in a washing machine. <laughs> Chicken's gone off again. Yeah, it's because you keep putting your food in a washing machine. <laughs> He's very non-bio, so he's like, shit. <laughs> Idiot. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. You feeling all right now, though? Yeah. Okay. Right, should we get back to Jules Verne? Yeah. Okay. Centre so, of the Earth. I do yeah. I do know these books. I didn't know yeah, him. He, I'm he, sorry. He's massive. Terrible. No, I didn't know his name yeah, either. Yeah, but yeah. he's known as the father of science fiction. And I'm going to say he's not a prophet. I'm going to say he's a futurist. He's a visionary. Okay. okay. Um, in the time period, so the time period that we're in is the, I always get this mixed up, it's the late 19th century. His prediction that really interests me, which I find a bit spooky because there's incredible similarities. I'm going to save to the end. Okay. Um, whereas a lot of his predictions were technological sort of visions where he um, had his finger on the pulse, but they're not, they're not... <laughs> Finger every time on the pulse. I say that a lot, don't I? Um, okay, so in a time period, the late 19th century, where technology was still in its infancy, Fern told stories of adventure, conjuring worlds in which a new age of technology that would help mankind reach the deep, deep, fucking hell, reach the darkest depths of the ocean or soar past the stars. <clears throat> so what's going Right, so what I'm going to do, he's, he's basically a bloke who envisaged things a bit like Baba that people around Baba Venga, by the way, I'm referencing episode one. Um, he hadn't even seen. It's not like his neighbours are cracking For on. For those of you still with us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not like he's cracking, you know, no. neighbours not cracking on with the spaceship next door. No. No one's even thinking that these things are possible. Yeah. Late 19th century was one of massive rapid development and change, far swifter than previous centuries. Um, in England, we went from like a rural agricultural country to a much more urban industrialized one. This ma this involved massive dislocation and radically altered the nature of society. Okay. Yeah. But Vernie boy, he's over in the States. Things that are happening there at the time, civil war, Abraham Lincoln assassinated and slavery comes to an end. Some big stuff. So he's a proper visionary of technology. Um, and in the States at that time, there's like, there's loads of people like, you know, emigrating there. They're leaving their homes to immigrate to the United States. They're fleeing crop failure, land and job shortages. So we're looking for a new world. Yeah. He's come over from France. He's in America, the land of opportunity. Big things are happening mm. constantly. Mm. Okay. It's an exciting time. Yeah. His imagination is racing. Mm. Okay. So I'm going to give you a few of his examples. The first one you're not going to like because you don't like him. 
Um, in the book 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, written in 1870, but you already knew that, Fern not only predicted electric submarines 90 years before they were invented, he also imagined them, as they turned out, long and cylindrical. I didn't even know that was a word. Cylindrical? Cylindrical. Have you ever used that? I've got a feeling I probably have, but I have no <laughs> idea why. My dad was an engineer, so he's probably said it. Right, okay. I do, I do know the term cylindrical, if I'm honest, if but I... I don't know where the hell I would have used that. I would, I've never used the term long and cylindrical to describe something. <laughs> what would you describe that is long and cylindrical? Get your mind out of the bloody gutter. I was thinking of tuba Pringles. Oh, that's long and cylindrical. Yeah, and you were thinking cock. <laughs> and you're the daughter... I was not. You are, you're the daughter of an engineer. In Verne's submarine called Nautilus, um, it also included a main cabin, navigational devices, a dining room and a barometer. Oh, see? That's a nice submarine. I think well, they, no, all they all probably have they that, They all actually. have them, yeah, yeah. What I want to flag is this is 1870. I don't think electricity was invented till like 1750 or something. So, and it wasn't till 1930s that every home in the UK would have electricity in it. So... It's not like a commodity that is no, around so for everyone. So he's invented something that hasn't even been invented yet. Well, he's envisaging something that we're like getting across to other bits of land is incredible. Never mind living underwater, being able to breathe and using electricity to aid that. So he's a, that is like incredible. Where's this documentation that he did there? He thought this. In 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, which was a the book. book. The book, yeah, the book. Right. Written in 1870. Another imagination. one. Yeah, his imagination is in, incredible. That's That's definitely what. Um, I Everyone's got from imagination this. is incredible if they access it. You are just so bloody deep. You're as deep as <laughs> Jules Verne's submarine, <laughs> aren't you? Um, Long and cylindrical, just like it. <laughs> yeah. The helicopter, Verne sketched out and imagined tons of aircraft during his time as an author. However, in the story, Robur the Conqueror, he was extra specific with one of his descriptions... In the story, the character builds a machine out of press board that was controlled by um, controlled with high-speed rotors that propelled the aircraft to the heavens. Which, once again, you could be like, all right, yeah, he envisaged a helicopter. That's, yeah, that's quite impressive. But bear in mind, this is 1870, and the Wright brothers, who invented the plane, didn't fly until 1903. Yeah, that is amazing. Do you know what, though? I'm having a thought. Mm -hmm. So he's got this imagination and he's, like, describing this thing. <laughs> well, coming up after it, someone's read the book and gone, that sounds cracking. Yeah. I think we should copy what's... He could have inspired it. Yeah. Can I tell you a little secret time? I couldn't remember that it was the Wright brothers that invented <laughs> uh, the plane... So just like my Google searches, they're just terrible, aren't they? Yeah. So I typed in first flying plane, right said Fred. <laughs> Why? Because I thought right said Fred invented the plane. <laughs> first ever cassette I ever had, right said right Fred. Right said Fred, I had it on record. Yeah, I had um, uh, a little... Uh, what are they called? Waistcoat. Waistcoat. Used to walk around topless. Topless Deep with it. I would have gone, I'm too sexy for my shirt. Yeah, I did that as well. Yeah. I think my granddad was a bit like, <laughs> I think he's definitely gay. <laughs> <laughs> God rest him. Um, 
But I just thought it was quite funny. Very funny. Let me just say I for the record, right, right, said Fred, brilliant at selling records, rubbish at flying planes. Yeah. And the Wright brothers, terrible Two at records. records. Great brilliant at planes. At planes. Yeah. I thought this one was quite interesting. The jukebox and the hologram. The first time that you may remember seeing the idea of the hologram was probably in Star Wars. Have you seen Star Wars? Yeah. R2-D2. Yeah. Oh, Pops up a little yeah. message of Leia, help me Obi-Wan, you're yeah. my only hope. Yeah. Uh, well, it turns out, Vernie Boy was one of the first ones to have it down in literature. Uh, in the BIC. In the BIC? <laughs> in the BIC? All of a sudden becomes <laughs> significant. Significant. <laughs> uh, in the book, the... Oh, that, help me say that. What's that word? I Carpath- can't read it. Carpathian. Yeah. Carpathian yeah. Castle, Vern tells a story centred around the prima donna, La Stilla, represented at the time of the events as a projected still image. In the story, the villagers live in fear of a mysterious castle that produces odd noises. The people come out to find that the images that they were seeing were just an optically floating illusion or hologram. Or a ghost. No, no, it says in the book it is a hologram. Oh, right. No. He, so he said the word. Yeah, so, so he made up the word hologram said, as well. Wait, no, he didn't make up the word. I don't believe. But how do they know what a hologram is if they haven't invented it yet? Well, I think that's what our interpretation of it is today. So oh, it was optically floating illusion. We know it as hologram, hologram. paired okay. with recorded sounds. Fair, fair. So he'd have he'd have shut the bed <laughs> at seeing Tupac <laughs> on stage as a hologram, wouldn't he? Yeah, and that's not because been... he's racist. No. It's because he's happy to see him, because yeah. he's got a hologram. Well, and they've done it with ABBA, and they did it with Michael Jackson. He'd bloody love all that. Yeah. So that's how far it's come. There's something else about solar sails in space as well, but it's a bit boring. Apparently it's really impressive, but okay. something about solar sails. If you're interested, go have a look yourself. To be honest, I got bored myself. But all, this is where it gets really exciting for me. He also, uh, he penned a book called Earth to the Moon, another one that you don't start banging on about. No, I know. I talk Lewis, about you, you read Earth to the Moon yet, son? Oh, it's a belter. And this is in 1865. So writing over a century before man actually landed on the moon, Fern's story details the accomplishments with astonishing accuracy. So there's a launch in the book, okay? I'm with you. Okay, cool. Yeah, just look I'm like taking you... it in. I look, I'm serious. I've yeah. got serious face on because I'm listening to your. It looked like you fell asleep. <laughs> well, that, no. So there's 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 a launch in the book, and then there's the Apollo 11, the first launch to the moon, of the spaceship, and there are incredible similarities. So I think it's incredible already that he's envisaging these things and mm. he's putting them down in his book mm. hundreds of years before they're even happening. Um, Hundred, hundreds of years before electricity and all that has even been well, invented. We've got, no, we've, no, we've got electricity, but it's just not, it's very sparse. Yeah, but still. We wouldn't have it. No. people with money have got have, it. Yeah, people at Soho Festival have got They've electricity. They've got it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're still in the corner with a little candle. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? So not only does he predict the achievement, but he included some calculations that would later prove incredibly close to the real figures. So in his book, the rocket launched uh, from Florida, which is now obviously the home to the Kennedy Space Center, NASA. That's where the famous Apollo missions were launched from. So that's okay. Yeah. Coincidental, whatever. Mm. Florida, Florida. Bear bear in mind, it's not like Florida was like a developing state at that moment in time. It's just like there was... You know, people shagging the cousins and alligators there. <laughs> Sounds like Bristol. Yeah, exactly. This is long before <laughs> Mickey Mouse. Both of them have three men crews, okay? 
and on their return, both splashed down in the Pacific Ocean, aided by parachutes and similarly, similarly awaited rescue. So they've both got three-man crew. They both specifically come down on parachutes in the Pacific Ocean. They've specifically come down in the Pacific. They've specifically come down into in the, the Pacific. Pacific. Don't you, those people out there that say Pacifically, Pacifically, for specifically, specifically. yeah, yeah, mate, and we're <clears throat> we're two of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's two. Go on. Both used retro rockets for descent, which. I don't know what a retro rocket is. But old looking one. But what's amazing about that is there wasn't a retro rocket. Because there wasn't any rockets. There wasn't He's any made it rockets. Up. It's a cylindrical tube again. Fantastic use of the word there. He loves cylindrical tubes. Also, Charlotte, my wife came up with quite a funny joke. I was telling her this last night and she went, retro rockets, probably got them from Camden. Retro, because it's like the home of vintage. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I thought there might have been a shop called Retro Rockets. <laughs> yeah, there probably is. Um, so they're both using retro rockets. Bear in mind, it's not like he'd heard about retro rockets. That's not even a thing. Yeah. Both flights blasted off from central Florida. But what was really interesting, in the book, Florida and Texas both sought control of both the missions. And in real life of the Apollo 11 launch, both states were trying to seek control of it which is very spooky very spooky then it gets very pacific specific the spacecraft dimensions were approximately the same so in his book from the little reading i'm not reading the whole thing uh if if there's a dvd i'll watch that In That's his book, my line. He, he was like a guy who really enjoyed um, getting... He, he was like a engineer part-time, so he'd get experiments and he'd throw things together, and he invented what I think is referenced in the book. It's not like a spaceship, he calls it a moon gun, and they essentially oh, like launch it. That. That's quite cute, isn't yeah. it? Um, but this spacecraft dimensions were exactly or near on exactly the same as the Apollo 11 one, which is spooky, isn't it? Did he know something? Okay, and then astronauts in both were secured in couches at launch. I'm, I imagine that's the little armchairs, not yeah, like something no, from DFS. No. <laughs> that's what I'd expect in mine, though. Yeah. Oh, mine. My legs come up on mine. <laughs> a recliner in yeah, your rocket. Yeah. yeah, I'm only going up in that rocket if it's oh, got a recliner from DFS. Oh, mine, mine haven't got it. <laughs> Shut up, Buzz. Twat. Always moaning. Um... Vern's craft was called the Columbiad in the book, and the Apollo 11 was called Columbia. All right, and then it, and then it gets technical here. Air in both crafts were recycled through potash to absorb CO2. And I think potash is a mixture of a few chemicals, but it's like potassium and a few other things. So the science on that is amazing. But what I really love about that is the word potash. Yeah, I like the word potash. Babe, have you got any potash? <laughs> it does sound nice, it's doesn't the, it? The room's just a bit close. Yeah. We need to burn some potash. Ta- potash. And on the Columbiad, so this is in the book, they had a crewman named Arden. And in the Columbia, they had Aldrin. Obviously, Buzz, Buzz. Aldrin. Buzz. So I find that really... I know it's not like, oh my God, shock, shock, horror, but it's actually subtly... It's Incredible. very, very, yeah. Because I'm what... thinking they've just like read it though and gone. He's got, a, he's got a cracking idea. He's let's onto just, something Let's here. just copy it. Let's just copy it. Maybe NASA are really big 
Jules Verne's fans. Or he knew something. Maybe he is a prophet. Yeah, but if he's a scientist... Mm. He's not. He's a science fiction writer. Yeah, but he likes science. He likes science. They've copied him, Lou, I think. Joe, I like football. I'm not getting paid <laughs> 200 grand a week. <laughs> I think they've copied his ideas. I think they've read it and gone, you know what, there's something in this cylindrical tube idea. <laughs> You're just <laughs> dropping that left, right and centre now. <laughs> That was another good use of it, though. That was a very good use of it. Look, they've read his books and they've gone, we need to get the team on board with it. Buzz, is how we're going to get up there. But what I think is really impressive on Vern's side of things is the zeitgeist at the time is, do you know I mean, it's all very, the industrial revolution. He's looking out his window and it's just like a horse chewing some hay. Cow getting wanked off. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> 90% of my jokes end with someone getting wanked off. Whereas we look out of our... And like say, we did The Simpsons the last episode. You think about those guys. The current climate is technology is making those huge jumps. Oh, I know. He's envisaging something that doesn't... Is nowhere near to existing. Like we've got Elon Musk putting chips in people's brains, sending people up in rocket ships. Jeff Bezos is like sending drones to deliver... Amazon packages and wank people off. <laughs> if, by the way, if Jeff Bezos does invent a drone that can come to your door and wank you, you off, off, he deserves every billion pound he has. I bet that's eyes. something that could absolutely be invented. See, yeah. this is how it happens. So you've just said that, right? You've planted a seed. I'm going to go home. Yeah. I'm going to try and invent a drone that wanks people off. Well, you kind of you've got the wank cap. So you are the right person. <laughs> You're the right person to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. I am an inventor. But it doesn't mean you're a good one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But you're right, isn't it? Every artist, you know, is inspired by someone beforehand. Oh, so. Yeah. That's interesting. I think they're probably, NASA and all that lot are probably more inspired by people with, you know, maybe like Da Vinci and all that lot. And oh, the Wright yeah, Brothers yeah, yeah. who've actually put some some like scientific tests to the paper. Well, sure, 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 sure. Sure, yeah, yeah, obviously. <laughs> In the words of Chris Moyles, sure, 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 yeah. sure. But he started it. <laughs> he might have, yes, that's what we're saying. Jules Verne started space travel. <laughs> I don't think that's such a bad idea. No, neither do I. And also, I would have loved, loved to have been around mm. So we've started... You were around at that no. time, weren't you? It's <laughs> so rude. <laughs> as long as you feel, Lewis. Exactly. Age is but a number and time's made up anyways. Yeah. Not real. True. It's not. It's what you want it to be. Exactly. Um, Moon. I mean, it's not technically there is time. I know that, but fuck it. <laughs> you are just a walking paradox, my I know. friend. So there's the moon, right? And they're all sat around. Yeah. Who? These people. People at some point, right? Yeah. And they've looked up at the moon. They've gone, want to get up there. Where did that first conversation start? Of we got to try and get up there. Probably I know just... NASA and everyone, but what about before that? Did it start before that? Yeah, of course. It did. Like Da Vinci, it was apparently the first person to like make sketches of like aeroplanes and stuff like that. I don't think we've ever. I think we've always had like a <clears throat> inquisitive. I can't speak today. Was it inquisitive? Inquisitive. Inquisitive nature about us. Thank you. Um, I don't know. I don't have the tran like the transcript for the exact time that that happened. <laughs> if that's what you're looking for, but I think we've always we're we're a lot more 
um, disconnected from our imagination now. Would I think. you go up in a rocket? You know, this whole Branson thing. Yeah. Would you go up to space? Do you want to go to space? Because I can make that happen. <laughs> no, would you though? Yeah, I think I'd do it. Yes, I would. If I had, if I said to you now, it's not costing me anything. You won't believe our celebrity endorsement next week. I got Branson on. He said you can have a free ticket to go up there if you want. Yeah, I'd do it. How long am I up there for? Is it just a quick trip and then I'm down again? No, mate. It takes ages to get up there, doesn't it? I don't think it does. Does it not? Why are they so, up there for ages then, spacemen? Well, they're doing different things, aren't they? I think it like the Branston trip. You can literally just e- exit the atmosphere and then you come back down again. But there's like people that go to like live on satellites. Not interested. I wouldn't do an oil rig either. The people that do that, amazing. Not a chance. I mean, if you oil get freaked rig, out no. of the tube. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Oil rig, no. Space, no. Absolutely. I love it. I'm so fascinated by it. I'm so fascinated I don't even know. But you want to leave yeah. it over there. I want to leave it over there. Do not get me up in a spaceship. Well, me with my quantum entanglement, I can get there. <laughs> Mentally. Yeah. Yeah. I'd probably get there every Saturday night if I wanted. Yeah. We all know how that is. <laughs> this is the first stages of us starting to admit there's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Frank? <laughs> That's a ha 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 Shut the fuck up Reeves I'm giving you nothing to go off here Because I want you to shut up oh, Are you okay? You're right, mate That was so much closer <laughs> um, So that's, wow. that's That's Jules Verne Yeah There is a, a real visionary I think it's one of those things like it doesn't sound like unbelievably impressive, no, but it's like it when, the more you think people, on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. An interesting one. Yeah, really interesting. Well, there we go. There we go. Did he invent space travel? Who knows? Who knows? I don't think he can claim that, but I think no. maybe he so. inspired people that did. I think so. 100%. Yeah. If the moon landing ever bloody happened, <laughs> Tim Fall Hat, well back on. I think you'll find in section three of the video the flag shouldn't be floating like that because of the gravitational pull. Mate, shut up. Shut up. Have a spliff and have a wanker summit. Yeah, let your hair down. Chill out, bud. Don't worry yourself about it. Yeah, go play with your long cylindrical tube. Right, well, that's episode six. Yeah. We, we don't have the quiz today. Don't have the quiz today. We haven't got Matt. Yeah, he's dead. No. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> no, we can't do that on a show. No, we've no, we've just sacked him. No, no, no again. No, sorry, I can't stop myself. <laughs> no. no, he is... Oh, I messed up the scheduling, really, yeah. basically. So that's so why there's no quiz. So we'll just carry the points over. So I think I'm winning. I think I'm winning. And this is why we're missing the quiz, if I... I'm honest, guys. Because Lewis... Cannot is not a good loser whatsoever. I'm starting to get nervous. Yeah, he's starting to get nervous, and I, I am currently in the lead by qu- quite some remarkable amount. It's, if it's, I'm honest, no, it's something like two points. No, it's not. It's about four or five now. <laughs> you are dreaming, mate. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. yeah. No, and Lewis is really competitive. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. There's there's no quiz today. How convenient. Matt will be back next episode with the quiz. And we'll find out that I'm probably only two points away. Whatever makes you sleep at night, Lewis. (laughs) 
playing with my long sword. I knew you were going to say it. I wish I'd have said it. Oh, I got it. Oh. Oh, that's so good. Boom. Right. Okay. We're off. Love you. Love you. Bye. COVID-19. Call it. Let's do win in the league. Call it. Nana losing the teeth.